Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Conversations podcast. This is episode 27, and I am so excited to have you back today. We are going to chat a little bit about um, something that has really helped me a lot, and that is meditation. So I know that meditation is um, a subject that I personally used to think was so hippie and so weird, and I never, ever, ever thought that it would be something that centered my life or that really changed my life to be honest. Reality is that those of us that have anxiety like me, meditation and anxiety have a super close relationship. They're kind of BFFs like one helps the other and they really kind of like really regulate each other in my opinion. I never never would think that I would be on a podcast talking about how important I think meditation is. But when you get to a point of desperation, like I got um, at one point in my life, I realized that sometimes you need to think outside the box and you need to step outside of your comfort zone. As I used to laugh at people, like people would be like, oh, you should meditate. And I'd be like, yeah, right. Me, like crazy runner, cardio, boot camp, always putting something on my plate me could never meditate. I just wasn't that person is what I would say. I was never a yoga person, never a meditation person, never thought my mind would quiet, nor did I need to quiet my mind. Well, as I piled high all the things that life brought me and made my anxiety worse by doing so, I started to realize that I kind of needed to do something different. I needed to step outside of my comfort zone. I did have to go on medication at some point, And while it helped, long-term, it's not something I wanted to be on. And I knew that I had to take matters into my own hands and learn more behavioral life-type supports in order to get to a point where I could function happily, really. So let's take a step back a little bit and talk about what meditation is. Because people, I think, including me, that they envision meditation as this, like, Thing where you're sitting there with your fingers touching and making an O and making noises. And you sit there for hours on end just oming and, and being one with the world. And while I get it, I mean, this is part of it and can be part of it, it actually really isn't the realistic meditation that a lot of us do. Um, meditation, ultimately, the way I look at it, is essentially practicing mindfulness practicing being in the moment, in the here and now, versus in the what ifs. And essentially, anxiety is actually living in the what ifs, living about worrying with what might happen, what can happen, what is going to happen in your mind. And that's essentially anxiety. It's, It's taking the stress of your expectations and making it an issue in your mind. So, If meditation works on not doing that, it's just common sense that starting a meditation practice can help your anxiety. Well, the big question is, is 
you know, how can you do that if, if it's not something that you know how to do and you don't even think your mind can do it? Well, there's multiple ways that you can start this. So I did kind of some research. I, I practiced meditation from the very beginning um, in different ways, not knowing what they were called, not knowing if I was doing it right. I kind of just let my gut, I guess my gut kind of follow um, what I thought I should be doing and what really helped me. And then I kind of took a step back and um, I researched online and I looked at really what meditation was and the practices and all that. And I realized that what I was doing actually is there's different forms of meditation. And I kind of had tried naturally a few different forms. And so I want to tell you a little bit about them today because I'm guessing a lot of you that might be listening, um, might be interested in trying meditation as part of a calming exercise or anxiety helping exercise or depression or whatever it is, focus, clarity, whatever it is. But meditation in general is that you're kind of focused for a certain period of time on something. Um, one of the first things I tried is actually guided meditation and that's because I downloaded the app Calm. There's a lot of different apps online um, that you can get. There's like Insight Timer and um, many of them have there's in another episode actually if you look I had list like a bunch of them um many of them have free trials or are just free for a certain amount of meditation guided meditations and um you can upgrade to get more or whatever so um so calm was the app I started with and I did pay to upgrade it was like 60 bucks a year or something like that um, and I started with that because I really felt like I needed someone to guide me. And that actually is a form of meditation. It's called guided meditation. And in the app, there's so many different things that you can focus on, which I love. You know, it breaks it up into um, sleep and anxiety and depression and um, for kids. And you can uh, do multiple different time frames. And I started small. I wanted to start with something like five minutes because I didn't think I could ever do this. But as I said, I was desperate. So essentially, it's just somebody guiding you through a practice and you focusing on what they're saying. It could be um, something from as easy as like they're taking you through visualizations. It could be something where they're guiding you to focus on different parts of your body, what you feel, your senses. But it's a really great place to start because somebody else is taking control of it. Another type of meditation that's super, super, super common is mindfulness meditation. And that is where you sit quietly and you just kind of pay attention to your thoughts. You don't focus on any of your thoughts. You don't persevere on them. You kind of just let them float by. And I visualize like those thoughts kind of floating by like a cloud and you accept them and you um, acknowledge them, but you don't like focus on them, which is hard because when you have anxiety, that's kind of what you're doing is you're persevering and focusing on these thoughts that may not be useful to the here and now but mindfulness meditation really kind of helps you um, really get strong in just kind of allowing those thoughts to to um, float by and you might also be focusing on different like senses of the body like your breath or um, you know letting um, all all parts of your muscles go and relaxing or something like that and so I started doing that as well mindfulness meditation another really popular type of meditation is called transcendental. I think I'm saying that right, wrong, I don't know. Um, but that's the one that where you uh, say a different mantra or like a word or series of words over and over in your head to focus yourself. Like, I am worthy or 
I, um, I'm a good mom or um, whatever it is, it's almost like a positive affirmation and you sit there and you breathe um, and you just keep saying this ultimate um, type of um, saying whatever it is to help you over and over again and it gets your mindset in the right place. So it's something that you might do for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. It's pretty popular and a lot of people do that you know, to start their day, like they would a positive affirmation or whatever. And then the other kind of meditation that was huge for me was uh, movement meditation. And movement meditation essentially is kind of what you think of as yoga, is you're focusing on your positions and your movement. But it doesn't have to be yoga. It can be something as simple as like taking a walk. Um, really you want to focus on taking a walk somewhere where it's like quiet, like maybe nature or whatever, so that your thoughts can be focused on the movement itself. The senses that you're feeling as you're moving and you're letting the movement kind of guide you and you're letting go of everything else. It could even be something as simple as like um, gardening if that's something you like to do. So movement meditation is um, letting the movement kind of guide your thoughts, but it's still practicing mindfulness because the movement is what you're doing at that moment. And instead of worrying everything else, you're like letting everything else go at the door and you're just focusing on the movement at the moment. And that is one, another big one that helped me because I, my issue is that I was like a spaz. Like I love to move around and do things and I was always on the go and um, I loved hardcore cardio and boot camp and movement is something that was natural to me. And so it's, it was really good to um, do that and have something that I love to do to help me get into a place where I can start practicing meditation. But the reality is there's no wrong way to meditate, you know? Like it's the, the whole topic of having to do it a certain way is actually against the philosophy of meditation because you're trying to be mindful and be in the moment and there's not really a right or wrong way to be in the moment. It really depends on each kind of person. So number one, I would just say that focus on the fact that there's no right way to do this. And the main goal is to focus on the here and now, but I personally don't believe that you've ever mastered meditation. I think it's like a an end goal that you're always working towards because you can always do it a different way. You can always increase your time. You can always increase your frequency. Um, you can change it up. So there's not really like one ultimate way to do it, especially if you're a beginner. Um, I think a lot of us are intimidated like I was to even think about doing something like meditation, but it really is, is it's something you can do very easily. You could start with something as simple as like brushing your teeth, for example. Um, I think it was Nicole uh, Lappin in her book that I read that talked about um, mindfulness just being something simple. Like I think she was like she was talking about brushing your teeth. And most of us, when we brush our teeth, especially now, you might be like on the phone, like flipping through social media as you're brushing. Maybe you're watching TV. Maybe you're like multitasking and doing something else. But start with just brushing your teeth and focusing on just brushing your teeth. Focusing on the brush and the way it feels in your mouth and making sure that like you're moving it all around to cover all of your teeth and, and focusing on that here and now. I mean, brushing your teeth takes a couple of minutes. And those of us that need to start small, a couple of minutes is a big deal. Try it. If you're listening to this and you've never meditated, try brushing your teeth and just focusing on that. Don't let any other thoughts into your brain. It's actually not as easy 
as you'd think. And this is when you know, if you can't do that, this is when you know that you actually might need to add meditation into your practice. So try focusing on just the teeth brushing and start from there and see what happens. Now, once you've mastered small steps um, and you wanna increase, focus on something that you like to do. That would be a good place to start. Like for me, it was yoga. I loved moving. I did not love yoga. I never thought I could do yoga, but I loved moving. So I started with like a power type yoga because that gave me um, more of like, I guess like a strength type workout along with the mindfulness. And that was a game changer. If you haven't listened to my episode with my yoga instructor, Chelsea, um, it's called Why, How, How Yoga Changed My Life, I think it is. Um, I strongly suggest you listen to that because it did. It was amazing. Like not only was I pra- practicing my strength and um, flexibility, and man, have I come long with my flexibility. I used to think I was just not a flexible person and that's totally wrong. Um, but just like I used to think I can never focus my mind. I'm telling you, I've heard so many people say yoga's not for me. I've tried it. Yeah, I tried it a lot of times too. But when I decided to actually put my effort into it and do it for the purpose of being a better person and being more um, mindful and letting go of my anxiety so that I could be a better mom, that's when it started to change for me. And it took me a long time. I mean, I've been doing this for years. I've been doing yoga for years and I'm just getting to a place where I can focus on my yoga. And my mind still wanders and that's okay. It's not, some days it wanders more than others. You know, some days I'm rocking it and some days I'm like a mess. Um, But focus on something you like to do. If you like to move um, and maybe yoga isn't where you want to start, try doing like a guided meditation um, as you're walking Um, or just do something you love like gardening and focus on instead of thinking of everything else going on focus on the gardening itself focus on what you're doing the mo- the feeling of like digging in the dirt and 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 the nature around you you know it sounds so cheesy but those are the things that you can start with when you want to start bringing meditation um into your practice i mean it's it's easy to connect it with something that you love Uh, Another question that people ask me about is, well, how long do you do it? And for me, at this moment, I I still try and practice as often as I can. When I first started, it was like five minutes. I used to do a guided meditation for five minutes because that's what I could handle. That's what I wanted. But as I got better at it and was able to um, focus my mind more, I would say for me about 15 to 20 is ideal. I really don't do longer than that when it's just a meditation thing. When I do yoga, I can do up to a 60-minute class because it keeps me more interested in the movements when it's like a power yoga or even a stretch now I can do for that long because it, I feel so good when I do it. Um, but when it comes to just like a meditation where I'm just like doing a guided meditation or whatever, 15 to 20 minutes is kind of uh, my, my happy place because any longer than that, my anxiety creeps in and I start to worry about all the other things that I have to do. Um, So, you know, I'm in a work in progress, 100%, like we all are. Um, But 15 to 20, I'd say, is a good length for me. But you might be different. You might be a five-minute person for years, and that's what you want. Anything is better than nothing, you know? it. When we talk about, like, the geeky part of things, like our brain pathways, when our brains are um, conditioned to have a certain pathway, we need to develop new pathways in order to to better um, our mind. 
So I was conditioned to just go, 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 go. So that pathway was so strong in my brain. And then I started wanting to change that. So I had to start slow and showing my brain that I need a different pathway. It needs to go um, a different direction. And so by starting slow, I was creating new routes for my brain and my neurons to fire. And the more I did it, the stronger those new routes became. And so eventually those are going to take over, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. And that's like the key here is that I didn't go from anxiety attacks to a mindful practice in like a week. Okay. It didn't even happen for me for like a month. And like I said with yoga, I've been doing this for two years, working on my anxiety um, pretty strongly. Um, and I'm just getting to the point where if I find it peaking, I can do like a yoga class or a meditation and, and physically feel better pretty quickly. But back then, it, it wasn't like an instant thing. I just knew that if I kept at it, it would help. And it did. Um, I was not somebody that wanted to be on medication long term. Um, and some people have to be and there's no judgment. You've got to do what works for you. I just started having really bad side effects and it got to a point where it wasn't benefiting me anymore. It was causing more harm. So I had to find, I had to have a practice that helped me control it um, in other ways. And so for me, I needed to have something else. Well, when it came to meditation reducing my anxiety, the reason it helped is because I did it in conjunction to what my doctor advised me to do, which was getting on some meds short term to help regulate. And at the same time, I was working on the behavioral mindfulness piece. So like we talked about with my brain pathways, like I slowly started my mindfulness practice, focusing on the here and now. Um, instead of letting my thoughts regulate me, I started regulating my thoughts and that took time. It really, really took time to have that be my go-to and have my brain be able to go through that pathway when it needed some support. So anxiety, I mean, my anxiety still goes up and down. I mean, I have moments of time where I need more support than others, but having this established practice of mindfulness and having my brain go, oh yeah, I remember this meditation thing. This is the pathway it needs, I, I need, and in the end, it's, it's gonna help you. So it's one of those things that, like a muscle, you need to practice it to do it. Um, and remember, this is just one thing that I do to help. I mean, I do a lot of other things, a lot of other tips for my self-care practice, especially right now during this COVID-19 pandemic. If you're listening to this at any point during this pandemic, you know that it's still going on. Um, and it's hard. We're in the middle of the election right now um, as I'm recording this. When this posts, the election will be over. But everything surrounding us is pretty hardcore. And my anxiety is probably, you know, peaking lately and will continue to peak probably until all this is kind of calmed down a little bit. So I'm really taking the time to focus on my mindfulness practice a little bit more. Um, letting those thoughts come into my brain, even when I'm not meditating now, that's the great thing about establishing something like um, meditation and mindfulness is that eventually that pathway is strengthened so much that when you're not meditating and you're not in the middle of a yoga class when your anxiety peaks you can stop and tell yourself all right i'm going to accept this thought i'm gonna you know um, be aware of it 
but I'm not going to persevere on it. And it takes work. It is not something that you can passively do and think that um, that's the ultimate goal. I think for me, it's always going to be work. I don't think it's ever going to be something that's easy because that's kind of the way I'm wired and that's who I am. And I've accepted that and I think that's okay. And if you're listening to this and you're kind of in a similar situation, know that that it's you. It's okay. But as we accept who we are, that doesn't mean we can't better ourselves. And that's kind of the uh, the big thing is that acceptance of ourselves is one thing. And that's totally fine. We all need to accept who we are, our bodies, everything. But that doesn't mean we can't get better. That doesn't mean we can, can't help our weaknesses become more of um, a strength, I guess you can say. I think now that establishing this routine and establishing my mindfulness practice really helps in things, you know, especially as a mom. I'm able to tell my kids when they're freaking out about something that in their mind is like, you know, so crazy, but, you know, in our mind it's like not a big deal, you know, like you got the blue plate or whatever it is. I feel like we are able to take a deep breath and lead by example and help our children learn that mindfulness from a young age. So meditation definitely is connected with anxiety, 100% um, will help your anxiety. It may not be the cure for your anxiety. You may need other things like medication along with the mindfulness practice and other sort of self-care strategies. But it definitely is one strategy that can greatly help you get through um, tough moments. I have a free um, sheet um, on self-care tips and you can download it in the uh, show notes blog post um, when you go and check it out. It is both at the top and the bottom and it's totally free. You just have to sign up for it. And it's just kind of all the things that I do to self-care and to kind of get through tough times and really just times in general, you know, life, mom, wife, all the things, um, pandemic survivor, I guess you can say. Um, so just some little things that I do that I think are really helpful for, you know, people in general. Some might, you might relate to, some maybe not, but it's totally free. So make sure to check it out. And I just really appreciate you guys. I really appreciate you listening, um, being part of this uh, podcast journey of mine and listening to all the things that I talk about that affect me and hope that by opening up and talking to you all about it, um, maybe I'll help one of you. But thank you so much for listening and make sure to tune in next time because I'm actually going to talk a little bit about um, kids in my next episode and um, something that as moms we deal with all the time and that is food, not wanting to eat, um, that sort of thing. And I have some good tips for you. I'm actually going to have a special guest on to chat with me all about that and I think you're going to love it. But thanks so much, you guys. I appreciate you and we will chat soon.